Hello, everyone, and welcome to Next Generation Saints. I'm your host, Nick Coons. So, I came across an interesting story in the Bible, and you've probably heard about it a million different times. But I call it the Madman of Gadaray. Jesus crosses the uh, crosses the, um, uh, the lake on a boat. He comes across this guy who's been chained up, right? Um, he's been possessed by demons continuously. He's been tearing uh, the chains out of, the, out of the stone, the whole nine yards, right? And as Jesus shows up there, they basically tell him, they they beg Jesus. They recognize who he is, and then they beg him not to cast judgment. Says, is the day of judgment coming? Is it already here? Do not send this to the abyss. And instead, they plead with Jesus to be sent into the swine nearby. It was interesting about the story <clears throat> for one particular reason to me. How much these demons recognize the authority of Jesus and take what he says and what's to come seriously. Now, I'm not going to say this isn't like I am guiltless of this sin. I am very much guilty of this. I'm just bringing this up because... Well, I think it's something important to talk about. As a Christian, I've not taken Jesus Christ seriously all the time. I have not taken the Bible as seriously as I should. There are times where I have actually just kind of nonchalantly treated the Bible, like more of like the story, but never really took it to the fundamentals of it. When I read the Bible, I come across <coughs> like the madman of Gadaree. We think about the end times, excuse me, <coughs> we treat the end times like it's something that's going to happen far off in the future. Jesus is going to return, not going to happen anytime soon, nor the authority of Christ to be really taken into account. We kind of just pass it off. Oh yeah, he's the Lord of the world, you know, son of God, blah, 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 whatever. Who really cares? You know, it doesn't really phase us all that much. But then I come across this demon, well, demons, as in legions of them, and this man. And these demons bow to Jesus, and they acknowledge who he is, son of the most high God, God in human form. They recognize his authority as the judge. Have you come to cast us into the abyss? It's too early. Even though they don't know what the day or the hour is, they're like, come on, is it really that time now? Please don't. And they start pleading with Jesus, pleading with him. Don't send us to the abyss. Please send us into the swine that is nearby. I'm paraphrasing, of course, here. And it makes me think long and hard about this. How we don't really take the Bible horribly seriously anymore. We really don't take these kind of things as literal as the characters around. The demons don't treat <clears throat> the abyss like it's just a paraphrase or whatever we go about our daily lives. They don't treat Jesus like, oh, he's God, yes, once a Sunday, and we kind of just dismiss it afterwards. We call Jesus Lord of our lives, and yet we live our lives like he's not Lord of our lives. <coughs> Excuse me. We live our lives continuously. Like, Sunday we go there, and we go, yes, Jesus is Lord, hallelujah, kingdom come, whatever it is. But we don't really act that way, and I'm guilty of this too. I know, it's weird to think that, but I'm guilty of that. 
And then when I read characters who, like demonic figures that appear in the Bible, like the Mad Mad of Gathering, and how they act towards Jesus more profoundly than even myself or other people I've seen who call themselves Christian act about Jesus' authority. Son of man. They're like, this is not the hour of judgment, is it? Please don't send us to the abyss. They're not acting. This isn't a plea going, oh, well, you know, figurative. Um, Jesus can have, oh, do you treat it like he had full authority? The abyss was real. The judgment day was real. These are demonic forces. They are the enemies. The biggest yet I saw was they had to bow down to Jesus. Think about that. They had to bow down at the feet of the Son of Man, of God. They could not act in any way without Jesus' express permission. Think about that. Don't send us to the abyss. If If it's okay, can we just send us into those swine? They're asking him for a permission. <clears throat> it's kind of interesting when you look at Wicca, and you look at Satanism, and how it proclaims to be stronger than the authority of God, of Yahweh. It claims to have this extreme power and authority over the Christians, over the faith of Christians. Yet you read the story of Madman of Gadaray, and you come across where they're on bended knees pleading not to be judged, not to be sent to the abyss, but to be sent into the swine nearby. I think also as Christians, we forget the authority of Christ too often. We forget that, and this is again, my sin too. I'm not guiltless in this area. We forget that Christ has all the authority on earth. I remember I was talking something political, talking about how someone's corrupt or evil, whatnot. But God has been opening my eyes more and more to this. I wanted to share this kind of um, revelation or epiphany, so to speak. Just an opening up. The Lord has opened my eyes up more spiritually to this. We can get frustrated at politicians all day. We can talk about how we dislike them and whatnot. And I have nothing against that. But the one thing we have to also realize is that there's something else behind all this. Because I thought to myself, Joe Biden is doing something stupid. He's a horrible person, blah, blah, blah. All these terrible things. But then I realized that the man has dementia. He's a puppet. And I realized at the same time, as I read the Bible, demonic forces have an effect. Now, that the effect I'm talking about is this. There's two ways to be affected. First one is that you can be demonically possessed. And you've seen like The Exorcist. You've seen like movies with it, but it's far more severe. Second, you're not possessed, but you're heavily influenced by demonic forces. Much of our world, remember, when God teaches us in the Bible, he says all good things come from the Lord, right? All things that are good come from God. And all bad things come from the evil one. So if we're seeing people who are pro-abortion, people who are pro-injustice systems who are being manipulated is it not fair to say that the demonic forces are there manipulating them manipulating that system is it not true that we have legions of demons 
in our country and are uh, attacking us as well? Do we not recognize the authority of Jesus Christ that when we bring these forces before the throne of Jesus upon the throne of God, that they have no authority to do anything? They must plead and beg not to be cast into the abyss. It's interesting, how we, uh, and I, I, again, I'm guilty of this sin. <clears throat> we think we can take it to a justice system, but as I see, like the FBI's justice system, I work over at a hotel chain doing maintenance, and I come across a lot of people who work for the FBI. And one of them said something interesting the other day before I, it was my Friday. I'm kind of joking around. I like to try to make lighthearted things. I like to, you know, try to be a little bit friendlier. Surprisingly enough, even though I'm an extrovert, I'm kind of have my I, I kind of have issues with being around a lot of people. So I started talking and joking around with this guy a little bit when I found out he's FBI, and he said something straight up to me. He said, "Yeah, with the FBI, and yeah, we're not very popular right now." It shows me that the FBI, that's supposed to be bringing justice, or our justice system, is not popular because they know that they're corrupted. And I had this moment of trying to think of what kind of system would be a great judge? How would we judge the situation? How would we get a corruption out? Apart from the loving power of Jesus Christ and preaching the word of God to these people, I thought of what the Bible taught. The Bible teaches that there's good and evil in this world and corruption is in this world. There are many governments that are corrupted. <clears throat> people, politicians are flesh and blood like you and me. They're susceptible to the same kind of corruption. But God says, know this. There is an ultimate day of judgment coming. Where you have a perfect judge. The Lord Jesus. Who will judge the heavens and the earth. For everything it's ever done. Every good, every deed, every thought. Everything of the human heart. And just like the demons at the Man Man Gathering, they have to plead and beg. But unlike Jesus being merciful when he first showed up, because that was we're in a time of mercy, of grace. Coming up, there's not going to be that anymore. <clears throat> when Jesus returns, he's no longer the merciful God that we all know him to be. He's going to be who he is, the judge. That's why you saw the demons acting the way they did towards Jesus. Is it really the day and the hour? Has that really come at this point? Are you going to cast us into the abyss? <clears throat> we beg of you, don't. The demons recognize his authority to do whatever he needs to do. Whatever he decides to do. It's kind of crazy once you think about it. The second one I wanted to talk about here, and I totally forgot, I'm just bringing it up now. The Mount of Transfiguration. I've had some people ask, what's heaven going to be like? I've even had that question myself. And I come across where Jesus doesn't talk a lot about heaven. He really doesn't. He mentions it here and there. But realistically, his primary focus was on hell. What hell is going to be like? <clears throat> so I, some, I like to see when, they have, when the disciples had their experience. And this is called the Mount of Transfiguration. Jesus goes up with a couple of disciples. And up on this mountain, he transfigurates into who he actually is. And two figures appear, Moses and Elijah. I believe I touched on this before on an earlier podcast, but if you haven't tuned into that, you got to realize that a couple of disciples who are up on this mountain with Jesus, 
have never met Moses nor Elisha. They've heard the stories of Moses and Elisha for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But they never actually met him. In fact, they don't have photos of who these people are. Not like how we have nowadays where we can look up a photo of someone and go, hey, look, that's what they looked at. Yeah, pretty weird. Or, oh, they're pretty good looking. Or, eh, like Civil War photos where you're like, well, that guy looks pretty bad off. Right? They didn't, they didn't have that. But the crazy part is these disciples that followed Jesus up to the mountain of the mountain <clears throat> recognized who these two people were. And even Alfred said, hey, should we build tents for, for Moses and Elijah? And no one told them that. It's interesting because most people are like, oh, yeah, they were told that. And they just, knew, yeah, they knew it. And that was it. I'm like, wait, hold on a second there, man. These guys never met them. They don't know what they look like. Jesus is transformed into who he is, which is already amazing as is. And then they had a Steve Jobs moment. Oh, yeah, one more thing. Here's two figures you've never met before. You don't even know what the heck they look like. And somehow you know who they are. Something to think about there. When we get to heaven, it's going to be kind of, I'm guessing it's going to be the exact same way. We're going to show up and know everyone. <clears throat> For the Catholics, you'll probably run into Mary. I know it's going to be a big one. Oh my gosh, you're Mary, mother of Jesus. We're going to meet people who we never even knew, but somehow we know exactly who they are. I'm taking this because this is what the Bible shows. This is an example as it illustrates it in a, in a picture for us. With these actions of the disciples go down the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus, Jesus is transformed in front of them, two figures come out and they seem to know who they are. If that is an example God is using to show us what heaven is going to be like, and I think it would be safe to assert that we're going to know people when we get there who we've never even shook hands with, never laid eyes on, all the above. So it's going to be one heck of an interesting thing. So again, we need to recognize the authority of Jesus. The demons recognize his authority. It's about time that we take it as, as quite seriously as the madman of gathering. And realize, that, and realize that our government and other people around us who are doing bad things are ultimately being influenced by demonic forces that take many shapes and forms. Something to think about. Okay? So, until next time we meet again, may God richly bless you all, my dearly beloved.